So my rant, you know, we're watching this episode, um, which I, I, I thought was interesting. This, uh, Lisa Ling thing. And we just started with the sugar babies and it's her. Yeah. It's her series. It's called Lisa Ling. This is life. And this, this particular episode that this is the first one that we watched is called sugaring. Which I can't even begin to go into what that means. But what I can say is my rant on this is about the materialism. And this is materialist just in general and what we're living in in society right now. And I think, Lex, you and I have watched several programs on e-entertainment about the rise and fall of entertainers oh and the stars and stuff yeah like they have their heyday and then there's always drugs and alcohol and then that brings them down but that's not what we're watching right now i mean no, that's not what your rant is no but my rant is very much about the materialistic nature of that yes so you get they get to a point where they realize that all the money all the houses all the cars is really just meaningless right right and while we're watching this and you and I'm listening to this I'm thinking to myself is very much based on materialism well I think because these sugar babies is what they call them a lot of them are <laughs> in their 20s and they're talking about getting an allowance for college or to help out with rent or something like that. So they're in kind of, uh, the girls anyway, are in kind of a Because they're the sugar babies. Yes. uh, Which I also have a a problem with. They're in kind of a materialistic state of life where they're they're needing money for college. Material things. Or for that or for this or for that. So I think that that's not uncommon when you're talking about 20-somethings, college-age people. You know. I, I think it's not, but I also think that it it rings in my ear very much like um, I want them to find more. I think that they probably will later on in life. I think that the men who are much older, as we're seeing, the sugar daddies, as it were... Um, <laughs> they all they have it seems like As all they have to give is, is material. The material you know the money and stuff so and what, that what to I'm me is kind of, of depressing a, you know <laughs> the girls have a need and they have <laughs> a talent and the men have something to give with that so it is it's very vapid it seems very materialistic to me but it, it it does i mean and not as a judgment but it seems to me and I think back to my 20s, and I wonder to myself, and I wonder today, you know, I wonder today, I look around and I say to myself, and I think that's why I've always traveled with very little. I've always had very little. Now, you might say with my electrical cores, I have a lot, and, and I think you would be right with my electronica and my electronic Cords. I'm saying nothing at this. I time. hear a si- a resounding silence. But I would say, in general, mm. what I feel when I get things is not a fulfillment. 
there is no satisfaction in that. As a matter of fact, if I get it, I then try to figure out how can I get rid of it because it is not the answer. And that is all just now coming to me, you know, in terms of um, what I tend to hold on to and cling to are things that have sentimental value. So it what it might be a piece of clothing that I've had for years and years and years uh, of somebody's or somebody gave to me. But simply when I get things, I have noticed it now more so than anything else. And somebody might call that eccentric. Maybe you. It's kind of like, okay, I got this, but I really, there's no use for it. And I recognize it very quickly. And I want to give it to somebody that can use it and that can put it to good use. Um, You know, I adopted this stance of, well, shoot, if I get something, instead of returning it, I'll just give it to somebody. Yeah, you you did tell me that you were doing that more like just acquiring things and then donating them instead of returning them. Yeah. It's a little bit eccentric because my question would be, why are you not catching yourself before you acquire the things? Well, <laughs> but that is the thing that I have to question to myself is like, why do I think I need this thing? And then when I get it, and I don't know if need is the word, but why do I order it? And then when I get it and I'm kind of like, I don't need this. You're kind of like, well, that wasn't really, I find that important that I need very little except for you. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad that I still can make the cut. You're, you're still on the uh, Richter scale. (laughs) So anyway, I mean, that's kind of my rant. And um, I don't, you know, when you say rant, it sounds like it's going to be angry, but it, it no, wasn't I think angry. It's just an observation. And I do think that these girls that we're seeing in this particular program all seem to be 20 something. And, and <laughs> I think that's a prerequisite. Like they're in college. I mean, they're, you know, they're like, they're living sort of a, an external life which doesn't mean to say that they don't have meaning or that they won't develop further as they get on, you know, older in life. So I'm not, yeah, I'm, I don't, it doesn't seem bad to me that they are kind of living in, in, in a very superficial world. No, and I would never say bad. I mean, what strikes me is that they are at the age where you are kind of trying to figure out, you know, what are you going to do with this? But I think the interesting thing for me is that the guys that kind of chime in and say, well, you know, how, but it's not bad, you know. I I think basically what they're saying is how can I be of service? Sort of, and then then also get a pretty girl on their arm. It yeah. really is kind of a trade. It's kind of like two two sides mutually, of a coin. Mutually beneficial. No, and it's clear in this particular program, nobody's being trafficked. No, you know, I mean, like, there's further details that I would like to know about how they work, how they work out their arrangement, and they may get to the, this program because you've stopped to take your rant about halfway through the program. <laughs> 
So we really haven't finished it. But, uh, but um, I think that other people sometimes take a stop and go on meantime. Of course. And, and stuff like that. So I felt I do like all the time. I could. So as you were finishing that thought, I did have another thought, but it has completely flown out of my mind. I don't know how that happened. But I will say, oh, that's what it was. So what it was, the other thought that I had, and this is not a rant, but it's more of a thought, is that if <laughs> if we're really in this thing, like this is a game and, you know, we're avatars in this game, which I, I kind of am coming to believe. But you're, you're talking about the simulation theory? Yeah. Then I feel like we do have to, like, push all the buttons and test everything. And what I mean by that is that that makes your approach to life so much different, right? Because if you're just kind of, like, pushing a couple of buttons and, and seeing what happens, there's really not a whole lot to lose, you know? Because you can, like, jump back in and... and, and 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 play another, you know, you know, restart the adventure again. I think is what I mean. To, I think to a certain degree, but I mean, I think that it's it 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 is a kind of a one lifetime adventure. So yeah, if you push too many buttons that are the wrong buttons, you probably are going to have game over. Well, I would slightly disagree with you on that and say that the. The one button would probably be the suicide button, which, yes, you cannot come back from that. But you can take many things like choose your own adventure. I think, yes, I think to a certain extent. I think that there are in this, in this, whatever you're calling this reality. It's an adventure. There are some, some things that are going to create, potentially create consequences that you can't come back from. So there are there are riskier buttons than non-risky buttons. That's well, all I'm saying. when you say can't come back from, what do you mean by that? I mean, I mean, I, I identify. Oh, I see what you mean. Never mind. All right, I, we, I think have synced up on that thing, and it doesn't have to look like. Oh, never mind. I've censored myself twice now, but I. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean, so I, I'm not... I'm just talking about, about... I do think that even in this, if we want to call it a simulation theory or whatever, there are some laws of physics in the physical world that we're in that tell us that... Unless we go 3D. Okay. Or 4D or 5D. We go into the different dimensions. Okay, I think... That is probably another conversation. Um, we will leave it there for the moment. Um, I thank everyone who tried to follow this conversation. I think Lex. Yes. <laughs> I'm here. Do you have anything to weigh in on before we sign off? No, it was your rant. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to our program. <laughs> Okay, it's well... It's just like literally like, you know, a 12-minute diversion. But, but I, love, I love your rant, and I'm glad that you actually taped it. I think... Just on, in case. On that note, um, we will most likely broadcast this because... 
I think somebody might find Chris it is of in interest. charge of the broadcasting, so I take no responsibility for that. I just chime in. Okay. Well, we're signing off for now. Signing off for now. Love you all. Bye.